There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Taylor. Hey, Tom. How can you tell if you have a lazy dog? How? It only chases parked cars. Well, I don't get it. Because <laughs> the, the cars are parked and dog... They don't run all. Bork, bork, hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Okay, I just want to clarify real quick already that I did not know that dogs chase cars. (laughs) Yep. yep. Like, I don't, like, I have always lived on like a suburban street. Where there's just like no yeah, cars no, to no. chase, it's, it's, and it's I just a definite, did not know about this. It's a definite trope. Um, I think but the that's so old cartoons dangerous. used to always do stuff about but dogs that, chasing. Yeah, but, I think but maybe dogs, it's just if a that dog wants to chase a car, it's going to chase a car. Me. Nick's is making Nick's a lot of noise in the back. Cat, Fifi the podcast cat is being extraordinarily loud over also, there. Also, uh, I am Tom. <laughs> oh, I'm Taylor. I don't even think we did that last episode. <laughs> I uh, hope you all had a lovely Christmas yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. today is Boxing Day. So if you're listening to it today, then I hope you had a lovely Christmas yesterday. And we're sorry that we got you this gift of the podcast a day late. But anyway, so I'm sorry I missed the joke. Um, I'm with it now. <laughs> and uh, to apologize... Uh, brought you a little, little story, a little bit of an article. Oh, a little story, a little bit of an article. Yeah, mm-hmm. last week we were talking about um, dogs on cruise ships. Yes, we were. So yes. I did my research and I looked it up um, and I found a website called cruisecritic.com.au. <laughs> so this is, I guess, people that are obsessed with cruising and then, I don't know, document them and critique them and stuff. Mm. Um, so... It tells me, if you're looking for pet-friendly vacations that will let you bring Fido or Fluffy, cruising might not be the best choice. Not a great start. Only one of the major lines allows passengers to cruise with pets, and even that's just on one ship during select sailings. So they're like <laughs> they're quite specific about yeah, it. Yeah, so you okay. can't even bring it on any time. It's got to be at a certain point in the well, year. Well, like at least they've researched it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, I'm glad that they've thought ahead enough and cared enough. Yeah, for sure. So it says below, we give you more info on cruises that allow pets, exceptions to the general no pets rule, and ways you can still enjoy pet cruise fun without bringing your four-legged friends along to the ride. So when it comes to cruise ships that allow pets, there's only one. It's Cunard's Queen Mary 2. Have you heard okay. of it? It's a big, big, I, I big have old not. cruise ship. Cunard's big old Queen Mary. cruise ship. I've heard of the Queen Mary 2. Queen Mary. Uh, I don't... Like my family and their friends are quite obsessed with cruising. So I don't know if it's just common in my household, but Queen Mary 2 is like a big old no, cruise ship. I've only been on one cruise ship and yep. it was Pacific Sky. Pacific Sky? Yep. I think it's out of commission now. Yeah, but, good. Um, yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. I've not heard of that. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Good. Uh, on certain transatlantic sailings, but those between New York and Southampton, either direction, you can bring your dog or cat. Mm. I feel cat is interesting. I feel like a cat would climb up on the railing and just like. I don't know. Uh, no. 
I, I clearly I don't know that much about cats. I think cats would probably handle it better because, like, they could be put in a room and just be like, yeah, I'm cool with this. Well, why would you want to bring your cat on a cruise? Well, like, why would you want to bring your dog on a cruise? To play with on the beach? But Anyway. <laughs> there aren't beaches <laughs> on <passionate>. cruise ships. <laughs> no, but you go to the beach. <laughs> but you go to land and there's oh beaches. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It doesn't mean you're... Hey, see? Sorry. You continue. Go. Continue. <laughs> it doesn't mean your fuzzy family members will be able to snuggle with you in your cabin. Oh. See? see? So why would you bring a cat? You can't even have it in your yeah, cabin. Yeah, well, why would you bring your dog because you can't have it in your cabin? I will tell you. Um, <sighs> Fifi is, like, very upset about this topic. I don't know if you can hear it. Can you hear it? No. Okay, you no. can't hear it, but she's no. making a lot of noise. Um... <laughs> They'll be confined to their own digs in an onboard kennel on deck 12 where dedicated crew members feed, walk, and clean up after them in addition to lavishing them with treats and toys. It's good that That they looked after as well. That's nice. such a good gig. Mm, mm, Just mm. being like, what do you do? Oh, I look after dogs on a cruise ship. (laughs) I just pamper dogs. Uh, Feeding bowls and beds provided. Food can also be provided upon request. Pets will have organized playtime and you'll be able to visit them during designated hours each day. Kind of sounds Aww. like you're putting your dog in prison kind of, for a little bit like and visiting. It's kind of like doggy them. daycare, but you still but have the, the chance to sort of just you see your dog every okay. now and then. Yeah. Um, if you're interested in reserving a spot, do it early as the ship only has room for a dozen animals. Wow. Oh. Yep. They recommend booking at least 12 to 18 months in advance. Um, just be prepared to pay almost as much for your pet to cruise as you're paying for yourself. Prices range from $500 to $1,000 per dog and from $1,000 to $1,600 per cat. Cats require two kennels, one for the litter box. So they need apparently double the room. Wow. Yep. $1,600. This is, yeah. Fifi, I'm starting to see like I hate the, to break it to yeah. you, but you won't be cruising anytime soon. Sorry, Nix. Sorry, Nix. Pets are able to share kennels, but the line recommends doing that for small animals, cats, and teacup-sized dogs only. Uh, yeah, Lupin would probably hate this anyway. So For sure. There's water everywhere. See, Zola <laughs> would probably love it, but the fact that she wouldn't be with my mum oh, yeah, all the time just be would be like, yeah, really annoying yeah. to her. Um, it also has a section about service animals. So even huh. though they ban most like lines, um, cruise lines ban pets, Exceptions are made for service animals. So a couple types are allowed, but most common are those of the canine persuasion because people do have like service cats. Mm. What? And I Wait, think, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They have like emotional support cats. Google this. Yeah, for service sure. Service cats. Um, requirements of traveling with a service dog may vary by cruise line, so make sure you ask. Um, you'll want to find out how far in advance you should contact a cruise line's accessibility department to make arrangements. Um, mm. It's very tricky because it's not a common thing you have to figure out where they're going to relieve itself do you need to bring their own bed or food all that kind of thing um yeah so passengers can be quick to judge when pets don't seem to be treated like service animals we had a small service dog on our last cruise that was being pushed around in a stroller someone came in with their dog in a stroller wheeled it up to a table and set his food bowl on the table for him to eat alongside her i am a dog lover but i think things are going a bit far says sprocky whoever that user might be. <laughs> so there's just like very... Holy mackerel, they totally can be. That's insane. Yeah. Apparently some travelers even admit to flouting the rules. There was someone on um, Independence of the Seas last week with an ankle biter, said it wasn't a service dog when somebody asked. We know some people, an otherwise wow. very nice couple, <laughs> who brag that they bought a service dog certificate for their dog, although they admit to having no disability. 
So there are people that sneak dogs on cruises. <laughs> so crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, it is expensive. That's so pricey. Yeah, it's yeah. really pricey. And then there's a couple of cruises that um, are specific for dog or cat lovers. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of people that love dogs, but there's there's no dogs there. There's no. <laughs> which I'm like. Maybe go meet in a park <laughs> Maybe. instead of on a boat. But anyway, if you like whatever bringing your dogs your to beaches, ship, I suppose go to a dog beach. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was a little bit, a little bit fascinating. Yeah, because my mum goes on about it all the time. How she's um, like, I love cruising, but I can never take Zola. Honestly, like last week was like the first time that I'd actually even thought about it ever. And now I'm glad to say that we've discovered that it's probably a good thing that I haven't been thinking about it because <laughs> I would have been massively disappointed. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and like my mom said she would – I talk about my mom a lot. Maybe I have mom issues. My mom says she um, would live on a cruise ship except for the fact that she couldn't have Zola there. So that's wow. why I know it's something my mom has like genuinely that's looked intense. into. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. <laughs> if you're looking for a, a lovely holiday this uh, this coming new year – you can do that from New York to Southampton. Yep. For the low, low price of about a thousand dollars for your dog. For your dog. And then your <laughs> ticket also. <laughs> so there we go. Yeah. That sounds intense. Mm-hmm. Well, have you uh, have you got a breed yeah, first? Yeah, I do. Might bring uh, so a today ship. I'm going to talk about English Springer Spaniels. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I um, don't think I've heard of this. So these guys are really cool. Um, think cocker spaniel only bigger. Um, and <gasps> how long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I believe that they are hunting dogs. That's what they were bred yeah, for. Yeah, they look like it. Um, in England, um, obviously because they're oh. English Springer Spaniels. They kind of look like Cocker Spaniels crossed with like a Golden Retriever. Yeah, or like yeah, yeah, a, definitely. A, and I think a Labrador they've got the, or something. The nature to match as well. Um, yeah. So these dogs are just. Beautiful. They've got nice big ears that often like fall in water bowls and food bowls when they eat. So they're quite stinky as well. Um, <laughs> but uh, they've just got wonderful, lovely natures and they're very playful and they are very active. They look so um, sweet. Yeah. Um, they don't like to be left uh, alone um, and they kind of get a bit barky when they're bored and lonely. So um, if you want one of these dogs, be mindful of that. Um what else is there? There are two varieties of English Spaniels. One intends to work in the field and one ones are intended for show. So there are two different breeds. Some are working and some are more like show dogs, which is really cool. Cute. Um, so they're believed to have been originated in Spain. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> hence the name Spaniel. So Spaniel type of dogs but come from Spain. English Springer Spaniels? Yeah, I know, Spaniels? but um, Spaniel, Spaniel type dogs. Sorry, okay, okay. I, I need to I was yeah, like, I'm very reiterate. Many <laughs> the sporting oh. kind was bred in Britain. There we go. There we go. Yeah, cool. Um, sorry, I've, I've just like stumbled over myself here quite a bit. How dare you? Oh, Producer Zane. I know. Oh. Okay, uh, let's talk about their health, though. Springers are generally healthy, but um, like all breeds, they're prone to certain health conditions. Um, yep. So they've got hip dysplasia, which is actually just a really big one in a lot of dogs, um, hip dysplasia. It's where they sort of just like their hips start giving out at a late mm. age, essentially. So is that, okay, remind me because I always get confused. Is that only for the back two legs or could that include um, the front dogs, two legs? Ooh, okay. or are they called um, shoulders? It blows my mind. <laughs> shoulders? We, s- we, yeah, shoulders I swear and hips. I only learned about this on this podcast, <laughs> but like, oh, 
So okay. basically, it's where the thigh bone doesn't fit snugly into the hip joint. Um, so some dogs show pain and lameness in one or both rear legs, but you may not notice any signs or discomfort in the dog with hip dysplasia. As the dog ages, arthritis develops, and then an x-ray will sort of like discover if it has hip dysplasia or not. It's quite painful for I them. feel like an x-ray for a dog mm. must be really uncomfortable. Like, you know how they're always like, sit still, and you're like, Ugh. I think... In most cases, they actually put them under anesthesia yeah, for it. Yeah, I guess that makes um, sense. Uh, if they're puppies, it's kind of a lot more manageable, except um, because generally puppies are kind of just a lot happier to be moved around than bigger dogs. Um, so uh, other things that um, English Springer Spaniels can get is retinal dysplasia. Like for the eyes? Is, yeah. So, um, so like developmental malformation eyes- of retina. That the dog is born with. Um, so wow, that does not sound yeah, the, comfortable. What is it? It's it's uh, it doesn't really explain what retinal dysplasia is really. You can it's probably just a, it's look just a it malformation up. of the eye, I think. Yeah. Um, entropion, um, which is eyelid folding inward. Ooh, Ooh. that sounds awful. Um, progressive retinal atrophy. We talked about this once upon a time, didn't we? There are a lot of yes, weird names. There's disorders. a lot of weird yeah. kind of dog diseases. Skin disorders, ear infections, because they have such big old ears. Cocker spaniels have these issues as well. And I don't even want to pronounce the last one. Um yeah. phos, phosphofruc token tokenase yep, deficiency. Sure. sure. Is so that I a lack of like, sugar? Like diabetic? Uh it's PFK is an enzyme that is needed for the body to use sugar for energy. There we yes. go. Yes. How did it. you know that? I, it had fruk in it. It had fruk. Fruk. Cool. Oh, yeah, nailed it. <laughs> yeah, um, so, um, yeah, these are beautiful animals. Um, and, it's like, these health problems, they're just, they're, they're so common in all breeds these days. So, like, I wouldn't let that um, deter you from getting one of these lovely dogs. Um, they don't adapt well to part to apartment living, um, but they're great yeah, for novice owners. Yeah, they definitely need a big yard. Um, they're super sensitive. Um, as in like they will pick up things about and small changes in the house are probably going to set them off a little bit. Um, they're good with cold weather. They're great with hot weather. Yeah, they're just really they're nice all-round friendly dogs. Like if you look at the all-round friendliness, they have five stars for pretty much everything. So that's pretty damn good. Not good for guard dogs, I don't think, but they will bark and warn you if somebody yeah. is there. So, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Cool. Yeah. So cute. Yeah. Um, very nice. So. Have you got a tip and trick I for us, do, Taylor? I do, because it is coming up to New Year's Eve and there's famously a lot of fireworks. Yes. On this day. Of course. I thought I would. Tis the season read, to be fireworking. Yeah. Um, a bit of a, um, article on advice on how to keep your dogs calm if there are fireworks. Because yep. a lot of dogs, they kind of freak out with the loud noise. <laughs> they don't like the sound. They don't like the excitement. So they start to panic. So this article is by Caesar Milan. Caesar, oh, which I Caesar. Oh no, Caesar! You don't like Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer. Don't like Caesar. I only found out the other day that he visited my business two years ago. Yeah, yeah, and he's got like a picture with the old team, and it's now on our wall. And I was like, holy crap, that's Caesar Milan. Is that why you don't like Caesar Milan? No, no, no. There are other things. There are other reasons. Tell me. Oh well, uh, there's one particular video. And I guess it's I guess it's like taking out of context something. Except yeah. um he's like his whole stance about training dogs is like trying to be over domineering and asserting like the alpha sort of idea. 
Yeah. Um, I think that's just kind which, of a psychology that he uses though yeah, for people yeah. that kind of let their dogs walk all over them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think in some cases it's sort of just like it's just not the right way to go. But mm, mm. because there is opinion. a video where he gets bitten by a dog because he like pushes it way too far and it's like, <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, dear. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, anyway we're going to trust sorry, season Caesar. alarm on this one. I hope. <laughs> I love that show. So I'm just going to keep on keeping. So it's natural for dogs to be afraid of loud noises. We know this. Um, sounds trigger their nervous systems. They become anxious or afraid. Running away from the noise is a survival instinct. Um, remember to your dog, the experience of fireworks is different than other natural loud noises like thunder. Fireworks are closer to the ground, more vibrant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're accompanied by sudden booms, flashes, burning smells. Dogs experience the world through their senses, nose, eyes, ears, um, and firework displays can be really overwhelming. Yeah, 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 definitely. So you have to remember that for us, even though it's far away, it's in the sky, it's pretty, they experience yeah, all of this on a massive level definitely. and it doesn't sound as natural to them as something like thunder. That's oh, kind yeah, of built precisely. into their system. I imagine they'd be able to sort of like kind of sense a storm in its... Yeah, well, I'm sure that's, how it that's is, something they're probably um, used to and they're probably allowed, afraid of that sound and know yeah, sort of yeah, to go yeah. inside in that kind of weather, but like, or, you know, take shelter. But, but also, a like, firework th- is a much more synthetic kind of sound. Yeah, yeah, and I also just think like dogs that are scared of thunderstorms already are probably just going to be like... So much worse with fireworks. Linking it to fireworks yeah. and that sort of noise and not knowing where yeah. it's coming from and yeah oh. but i've um i've both my dogs are kind of fine with fireworks mm. like i've never had a dog that's had a problem with fireworks but Lupin i know is chill. i reckon if I it was a lot in of the backyard be, he would yeah, be, terrified, be terrified obviously but um yeah from a distance he kind of just like looks and wags his tail a little bit it's kind of interesting <laughs> Um, so they have a couple of tips to help you with that. Preparation is the first one. So arrange to have your dog in a place where there won't be loud fireworks displays, a friend's or a relative's home or a doggy daycare center oh, yes, yes. Um, with which your dog is familiar. If it's an unfamiliar place for your dog, take them over there a few times before the holiday with the fireworks so it won't be a surprise when you take them there yep. on this yep. random day. Makes sense. Um, if you cannot take your dog to a place away from fireworks, then have a travel kennel at home for her to feel safe in. If you're not going to be home, have a friend or a sitter there to keep your dog company and take her out to relieve her every four hours. Mm. So basically making sure that if if you're going to keep them home, make sure they've got a nice, safe, warm, yeah, happy definitely. place to be so that they're not yep. going to be freaking out. Um, acclimation. The best way to prepare your dog for fireworks is to make sure he's comfortable with the sound in advance. Yes. Um, well, this is a simple process. It can take time, possibly three or four months of playing the recorded sound of fireworks yeah, for your dog cool. at an increasingly louder volume before he eats, before a walk, before affection and yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. So, so we, getting them I think used we to were, that sound. We were talking about this some weeks ago now with um, sort of desensitizing puppies to noise. Yeah. Um, definitely goes hand in hand with that. Um, just like Make sure fireworks are in those recordings that you mixes, play when yeah. they're puppies. And I've never thought of stuff like that before. Um, like it is really clever. Because it will also just like it won't take as long because an older dog is going to be uh, kind of programmed to be scared of the sound mm-hmm. just simply because either they haven't experienced it or they've experienced it in a really bad way. Yeah. But um, if puppies learn to not be fearful Straight of away, it, it's, yeah. they're just not going to care about it as For older sure. dogs. So, yeah. Um, so this, this will condition them by association to hear the sound and interpret it as something good. Um, you can try this method, method over only a week or two in such a um, short time span. It should only be used in conjunction with one or more of the other tips. In any case, play the firework sounds. Yep. 
Um, and then another one they have is um, if you are going to be with your dog during the fireworks, sending the calming message that they have nothing to worry about will also help them relax. Remember, while humans communicate with words, dogs communicate with energy and will look yep. to their pack leader for clues on how they should behave. Um, if you're not making a big deal or showing excitement about the fireworks, they'll be less concerned. So, yeah. Yeah, if, yeah. you know, if everyone around your dog is going, oh my God, oh my God, look at the fireworks, screaming and running out it's to see them. It's a lot for them to handle It's a once. really big, yeah, yeah. but if you're calm, if you're aware of it, if you kind of sit there and just like, nice, and then get up slowly and hmm. all that kind of stuff, they'll be less worried less about it. Less agitated about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Expend your dog's excess energy first before the fireworks start. Take them on a very long walk, tie them out, put them in a calm state so that um, they're not, they don't have all this riled yeah, up yeah. energy to use when the yeah, fireworks definitely. start. Yeah. And also make sure that you don't think of, um, don't think of this in terms of your dog as your child who's missing out on a great fun time. <laughs> your dog doesn't know what they're missing. They're yep. not, they're not going to miss the fireworks <laughs> display. You just need to be sensitive to. Yeah, um, yeah, how they feel and keeping it nice and calm for them. Yeah. So that's just a couple Aww. of tips. You can read the article. I'll link it um, on yeah, it's very Caesar's Im- Way, the website. Definitely very important coming up into this. For cool, sure. Like New Year, New Year fireworks are just going to set a lot of dogs off, obviously. Yeah. And they're in every city. And they happen a lot. <laughs> like even and they they do them twice over the night. Like I know yeah. in our city they do like a eight well, or eight thirty show and like then a an midnight show. And then a midnight show. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then you know Sydney then does theirs an hour earlier, so people have it on their TVs. So mm, you could be mm-hmm. listening to fireworks up to three or four times in one night. Yep. So it is important that you kind of take that. Yeah. Into consideration. Definitely. But anyway, in the meantime, you can check us out on our socials on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are Floof and Papa Podcast. You can give us a search. Yes. Um, thank you to That's Not Canon Productions for hosting us. Yes, thank us. you once again, Not Jane. only uh, today, but for the whole year. Woo-hoo. The first year of Floof and Papa. Oh, I mean, we didn't start at the beginning of this year, but <laughs> pretty early this year. April, yeah. I think. So yeah, 2018. It's been a good year for yes, Floof and Papa. Thank you for um, joining us, and we will – Certainly be back in 2019, um, even with some special uh, on-location episodes, potentially. Oh, oh, oh. So I'll tell you more about that next year. Well. Uh, But until then, (laughs) Happy New Year, everybody. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Um, And bok bok, goodbye. Bok bok, goodbye. Hi, my name's Buck. I'm accompanied by... The Professor. And Mr. DJ Fly High. Together we call ourselves Nerds Amalgamated. We bring to you a podcast called Top Shelf Nerds, which is a show about nerd news, brought to you by nerds, for nerds, about nerds. Come and give us a listen, give us a like, give us an insult. We love it all. Hope to hear from you soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.